Hey, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the Tree of Life Church podcast. It's our prayer that these messages help connect you to the life, love, and power of Jesus. All right, here we go. We're ready for the word. Open it up to Deuteronomy chapter two for me. Open your Bible, open your iPad, open your phone, open your eyes. Some of you are not have you started preaching yet. And uh, I believe God is already, always sets us up for the year. I, I, that's how he works, that's his strategy. Uh, January is such a significant time. It's the beginning of a year. Um, and we look at the first fruit principle. We believe wholeheartedly that it, it redeems the rest of the year. So we're always looking, God, what is it you wanna say to help us be in line with what you're, what you're wanting to do. Uh, January's, for, from a pastor standpoint, you know, you always get the cliches, new year, new you, all that, new beginning, and those things are true and good to say and do it. Uh, the, the word that kept coming up as I was studying and preparing is new normal, new normal. And, and I want to say that that's a word I've been hearing a lot last year, especially as we're kind of coming out of and coming out of it, uh, you know, that's based on your opinion, coming out of COVID or whatever, and, and things are you know, different now, right? We know that. We know they're going to be different. We're not trying to make them be what they always were. We don't, that doesn't work, and there's something new. And so I wrestled with it a little bit, but as I continue to work out the messages in my heart that I feel God's put there, um, I really think New Normal is the, the title for the series that we need to be um, aware of what God wants to do in you and I. He wants to take what's normal to us now and make it obsolete and then create a new normal for us. And I don't know if that makes sense to you. I just don't want to keep doing the same thing I've always been doing and get used to maybe doing it a little bit better than I did before. I, I think we're all in need of a new normal, that those places that we visited, that those places that we spent momentary times at be those places we live now, right? Those momentary victories, perhaps, if you will, that we've celebrated. We find ourselves in those times of, uh, uh, seems like a mini breakthrough for a time, but we get pulled back. Uh, those times that we seem like we visit, whether it be financially, a, a, a moment there, or whether it be relationally, a moment there. May, maybe it's something with your emotional makeup. You find uh, a bit more peace or happiness in a moment. It seems like we visit those from time to time. I believe God wants those to be normal for us. He wants us to unpack our bags and live there, not go back to where we were. We're not just to visit those things. We're there to, to, to live in those places for a time, and then there'll be a new normal a little bit later on. That's how God works. He goes from glory to glory, from strength to strength, amen? And I think that that's a mindset I believe he's dropped in my heart for us for this year. We've experienced moments of great things and challenges for sure, and there always will be. Struggles are always will be, and we celebrate those moments of victory, but I believe God wants us to see those moments as more than moments, but movements. They're, they're where we're to live, where, where we're to be. That's to be the normal for us. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to convey it in a moment or a message, if you will, but throughout the course of the series, I hope that you uh, join us online or come and more if you can come and be with us uh, during those times, I believe you have to kind of hear the whole series to really get it all in your heart and your spirit. So Deuteronomy is where we started. Let me uh, go ahead and uh, read that passage for you. Uh, verses one through three, Amplified Bible says this. Then we turned and set out for the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea, just as the Lord had told me, and we circled Mount Seir for many days. And the Lord spoke to me saying, you have circled this mountain long enough, turn northward. Uh, just a couple things here. You uh, have circled. God said you have circled. Uh, that's, I don't know if that lands on you how it lands on me, but I'm like, it's not me saying, God, I have circled. Come on, somebody. It's God saying you have circled. What does that mean? That means sometimes we get content to where we are, and God has more for us, and we can't even see it. 
So the guy say, hey, Don, you have circled this song, but I like it here. It's familiar. It's comfortable. I'm okay. Yeah, there's some challenges, but I'm okay with that now. And God says, no, I have more for you. You have circled this long. And so this may be for somebody that's really struggling and needs a new normal. And this may be for someone who's not struggling, but God says you need a new normal. And we need to say, yes, Lord. So God knows better than we know. And that just landed on me as I was getting ready for today's uh, message this week. I was like, you have, uh, God has said to me, you have circled this. And can I just tell you that it's, it's even if it's just, even if it's a good place, God has a better place. Come on. God is so good. He knows what he has for you. And he did not bring you out to circle something over and over and over again. And so God has a new normal for us, not just a new year, not just a new resolution, but a new normal. And God went through a lot to deliver his people. And we talked about that last week a little bit. We'll go there again for a moment. God went through a lot to deliver his people. He went through uh, 10 plagues. He sent the deliverer. He had the, the Passover. He killed the firstborn of everyone that didn't have blood over their doorposts, a picture of the sacrifice of Christ. He, he brought them all out. After 430 years of watching his people in bondage, he brought them out, and it wasn't just to circle a mountain. And the picture for you and I is he sent a deliverer, Jesus, the blood sacrifice to pay for our sin, to bring us out of captivity and bondage, not so you just could circle where you are now over and over and over again, whether it be good or bad. He went through a lot so you could turn northward, and I believe he's telling to all of us, all of us in this church anyways, his word for us this year is, it's time to turn northward. You circle this mountain long enough. I didn't go through all this trouble so you could just wander around a mountain. I didn't go through all this trouble so you could, and back in that day, so let's take the, let's do the analogy, so you could just be hungry and fearful and uncertain of your future. I didn't go through all that for you. And the reality is, for a lot of you, he went through a lot to get you out of what you were in. All right? I mean, I'm, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand, and, and nobody's going to know, but how many of you have a testimony that would absolutely shock everybody else in this room? <laughs> Some of you I'm looking at raising your hand, but I know. <laughs> and the truth is, he didn't do all that, so you could just wander and circle this mountain over and over again. And the flip side of that is true, too, because this isn't just about bringing us out of, out of a negative. It's, it's about us getting comfortable with where we at, fitting in, if you will. And God says, even if you feel like your life has been good, I have more. You circle this mountain long enough, it's time to turn northward. I love that God made that decision. He decides, amen? And he did a lot so you wouldn't have to wander or worry and if you could understand that God did not deliver his people so that they could wander for years, then what about you? What about you? What about all the doors he opened? What about all the doors he closed? What about that he made a way where there seemed to be no way? What about all the chains he broke, all the healings he brought, all the miracles he wrought, all the burdens he lifted, all the walls he tore down, all the generational curses he broke off your family and the testimony that he's brought you to and through? Look at all that God did to bring you out of what you were in. Do you think he really did that so you could just circle the mountain over and over again, the same old stuff, the same issues, the same experiences, the same struggles, the same obstacles, the same habits, the same addictions, the same negative relationships, the same sickness, the same lack, the same emotional chaos and disappointments. Long enough have we circled this mountain. 
where one year looks like the last year, 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 the year before it. God says, stop, it's time to turn northward. And my question is, what is it that keeps people going through the same thing over and over and over and over again? And the truth is, as we talked last week in John 10, 10, I didn't put it in your notes today, but that Jesus came so that we could have life more abundantly, not just the same, not just the circling, not just the wandering, but you have to want it for yourself because he's not gonna make you, he's not gonna force you. So what makes us go through the same things over and over again? Why would we wander around and around the same mountain? And here's the picture that I have, and I kind of, I kind of, Brought it out a little bit last week. We'll talk about it more today. But the picture I have is like an orbit where you're circling something. There's something in the middle and you're just circling around it. The, obviously, the, the, the picture kind of presented in the scriptures, circling the mountain as if you're going around them. My mom said, your dad used to tell me she'll be coming around the mountain. Sing that song to me. Dad, you, she said, your dad used to tease me all the time because I'm the one that would circle everything. Here, you're coming around the mountain. Here she comes. Sing that song to him. I said, dad did that? I said, that's awesome. No, and he was just kidding. It's like, and uh, so it's like, you're around this mountain. Here you come. You're circling around the mountain again. And the picture I have is more like an orbit, like but that you're circling around something. And then if you're circling around something over and over again, it means that something is holding you in it. There's something holding you there. If we could, if we could and I don't know the, the technical terms or the science to it all, so give me some liberty, but it's almost like there's a gravitational pull keeps pulling you back to whatever's in the middle spinning creates this pull that keeps something circling around it. There's a force pulling you back so you keep circling over and over again. And nobody wants to circle over and over again. I'm the person that likes routine, but even I get tired of eating the same thing over and over again, going to the same place over and over again. Nobody really wants to circle something over and over again. There's something that pulls you back. Every time you decide you're breaking free, every time you're making a change, something keeps pulling you back because no one wants to keep circling the same old thing. And when there's an object in the center that holds you there, then, then there's a power there that won't release you. And even though you jump up and take a leap, even though you have a moment we talked about earlier from time to time, you always come back down again. You're always pulled back to it. And it's not that you're weak. It's not that I'm weak. It's not that you're bad or I'm bad. It's not that you don't want more from God, but there's a pull. There's a force. There's something that keeps pulling you back into old systems that won't let you break free. And you're not a bad person, but why can't you get out? And maybe you've asked yourself that question. There's things I ask myself that question. Seems like I keep getting pulled back to different things from time to time as well. And why can't I break free? I'm a good person. I'm a godly person. I want, I want what God wants. I have dreams and visions and purposes. And what is it that it doesn't seem like I can break free from time to time? What is that system? What is that thing I've been orbiting? I need to break free from some systems, some thoughts, some problems, some weaknesses, some sickness, some depression, some anxiety, some fear, some self-loathing, some low self-esteem, some insecurity, some sin that keeps pulling us back, pulling us back to that place, no matter how bad we want to break free. And we need to break free from that gravitational pull, but there's something that pulls us back to the way the world wants us to be. And you can dream all you want, but don't fulfill that dream. You can plan all you want, but don't live out that plan. You can believe all you want, but don't walk in what you believe. There's just something keeps pulling you back. There's a gravitational pull at the center. Something's spinning at the center. If, if for some people, what spins at the center is a painful memory. For some, it's a broken relationship. For some, it's a, it's a failure. It, it's a hurt, a real hurt. And some, it may be that you see yourselves 
or define yourselves differently? What is at your center that creates this gravitational pull? And every time you would escape, it pulls it back. What is it? And it could be the same for everybody. And there's some kind of probably similarity in some of that, but it's probably unique and different to who you are and how you're wired as well. And the enemy knows you better than you know you. And he knows your weaknesses and your vulnerabilities, and so he'll keep things at your core spinning and spinning and pulling you back. Something keeps holding you back. And it's not what you think about God. And I want you to hear me this morning. It's not what you think about God because we think God is great. We think God is mighty. We think God is powerful. But how come we still find ourselves circling? It's not what we think about God. It just might be what we think about ourselves. And that is the struggle. And can I say as a pastor, I I wrestled with bringing this in January because January is where you see most people coming, right? Gyms and churches are full in January, right? And I want people to stay. I don't want them to keep coming. I can't force that and make that. And I got to share what God wants me to share. But people want to come in January and hear about God, not about themselves. But we need to hear about ourselves. Because it's not what we think about God that pulls us back to the negativity. It's what we think about ourselves. And we got to break free from that. Because you love God and I love God. You believe God can do the impossible and he's powerful. And I do too, but something keeps pulling me back. Something spins at the center that keeps pulling me back and I got to break free from that. What is it? You've got great thoughts about God and something keeps pulling you back to something you're circling over and over again. We're allowing mistakes and disappointments and failures. We're allowing who wasn't there, who didn't love us. We're allowing, you know, the, the, the circumstances that we've experienced, the Things we didn't get, we felt we should have get. We're allowing those things to define us and they keep us in orbit. Oh, and breaking free, though, it won't be easy. It's not easy. Your flesh won't like it. Other people won't like it. The devil won't like it. And there will be a pull working against you. But it's time to break free and turn north. God says, not Pastor Don, not even you. God says, it's time to stop circling and turn north. We can't escape the gravitational pull what's holding us back. And the devil doesn't mind us coming to church on Sundays and singing our songs and dancing our dances as long as we get pulled back. The devil doesn't mind us coming and raising our hand and and giving money in the uh, offering or towards mission. He doesn't mind that at all, going to the class. He doesn't mind that at all because he knows he can keep pulling us back. And it's time to turn north. And we experience moments of freedom only to get pulled back again. But God says those moments of freedom are to be your new normal. The things that you visit and long for, but you keep going, but those are the places he desires for you to live. And I don't know, I was trying to think of how to illustrate this better, and uh, it was about four weeks ago that I was having a hard time sleeping, and uh, I don't know, just a lot rolling around in my brain, and I woke up at two o'clock in the morning, I just couldn't go back to sleeping, right? You know that? And the more you sit there wondering why you can't go back to sleep, it just frustrates you and you can't go back to sleep. And so what I do is I have to do something to distract my mind a little bit. So I went to the couch and I'll turn on Netflix. And I like watching like the, just the, I, there's movies I watch when I can't sleep. You know, it's just the ones I'm very familiar with. So my brain doesn't get fully engaged, I guess. And so I watched this old Star Trek movie. And I was sitting on the couch and at the end of it, there was this one scene that I saw. And then as I was preparing for this message, I thought, that is the picture. And I can't, I don't know how more I can verbally express to you what I'm feeling that is going on inside of us that we need to break through, but Star Trek can. (laughs) And so I have a clip I want you to watch.
Earth Engineering, get us out of here, Scotty. Convention ours, Captain! All you Trekkies are like, I love this church. <laughs> I just feel God wants me to tell you to live long and prosper. I don't <laughs> Let's pray. <laughs> I really, I don't know if you get that, and I'll, and I'll share a little bit with you uh, and what I, what I feel in that moment. It was, what was interesting to me, that this place, that this kept, this pole that they couldn't break free kept pulling them back, pulling them back. And they were giving it all they got, right? I like that. I'm giving it all I've got, Captain, right? Scott, he's like, I, give it, I can't give it no more. Well, I'm doing everything I can do. And then what was the thing that broke him free from it? It wasn't what they needed to, but what they needed to do to break free was to eject something. Eject something. And you, you hear that the warp core, eject something from the core. And I just wonder, and this might be silly, but, but bear with me on this. I just might wonder if our struggle is not, you're already trying hard. I get it, but something keeps pulling you back. But maybe it's not what you're, trying to do. It's what you need to eject. I believe there's something in the core of every single one of us that's spinning and spinning and keeps pulling us back that in order for us to break free, we need to eject that out of our life. And when you eject that, I believe that releases the power to break free because it's no longer there. It has that power to pull you in. And it might be the same for some of us and it might be different. Some of us, is gonna, we're going to talk about the next week, some of us going to be things like unforgiveness. And I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm tempted not to say anything because I don't want someone struggling with something. I don't want to go listen to that. You need to come and listen to that. Because you can keep working, you can give it all you've got, but until you eject that out of your life, you're going to get pulled right back into that place again. And you'll have momentary great experiences and you'll wonder why you can't live there. And, God's, and it's not because you're a bad person and it's not because God's not big enough, it's because something in you won't release that and it keeps spinning at your center and pulling you in, pulling you back. And until you eject that out of your life, maybe it's control. Maybe it's fear. Maybe it's the hurt or abuse of somebody. It could be anything. And really, only you and God know some of that. Oh, some of the closest people around you will probably know. But there's something probably, most likely, at the core of every single one of us that keeps spinning inside of us and pulling us back and we have momentary 
times of freedom, but it keeps pulling us back. And until we identify it and have the power to eject that out of our lives, it will keep pulling us back. And that's my heart and my hope in this series. Oh, and there's moments it's probably going to be not easy. Why do you, why do you, take, why do you take this at the first seat? Because we need to be free to, to fulfill what God has. We need to be propelled into our future this year. And so we have to address it. And my hope is that we'll see you every week. And my hope is that you'll know people that are dealing with the same thing and you'll invite them to come and be a part of this or send them the link because I know that there's something inside of every single one of us. If we can identify it and find the strength and power beyond ourselves with the, hope, the help of God and eject that out of our lives, we can finally break free from what keeps pulling us back and we can turn north and find the new normal God has for us because he's saying to every single one of us, you have circled this issue mountain long enough. Let's identify it and eject it out of your life and allow that then to propel you into the future that I have. Because the future that he has drawing you is greater than the force that's pulling you. And so we need to get to that place. What is it in the core that, that maybe it's been there so long you don't even know anymore because it's a part of who you are? But the people around about you will. Uh, maybe it's, it's time that you sit down with someone very, very close and say, can we just have this honest conversation? And it, and it may hurt, but I have got to know. Maybe you know that you know that you know, but you've been afraid to admit it. You don't want to recognize it. But until you do, it'll keep pulling you back, and you'll never experience the freedom that God went to all that in your life to give you. What is it for you? And that's the big question, isn't it? Well, what is it, Pastor? Are you going to tell us some things that maybe I can identify with? Yes and no. I mean, there'll be a few things I'll address the next couple weeks. But really what I'm going to end up doing at the end of the month, I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to say it over and over again, you need to come to the Friday night worship on the 27th. You need to come to Saturday morning prayer on the 28th. And you need to come to our fifth Sunday service on the 29th. Now, you don't have to wait that long, but I believe God is setting this all up for this moment of freedom, of release. And I don't think you have to wait till then, but I think that's a moment that we can all experience together, not just as individuals, but as a church. Your marriage, your family, your finances, your body, your relationships, what is it? Because I believe if we can identify it, and we can, that the power of the Holy Spirit that God has provided for us, he, so he didn't bring you out so you could, he didn't give you this overcoming testimony so you could just circle and wander all around and around and around. And so we got to figure out what is it that we need to do. And I want to encourage you today that make sure that you are taking advantage of the 21 days. It's not, it's not, it, it was God's strategy to set all this up in motion, the very beginning of our 21 days of prayer. Why is that important? Because prayer will help reveal what you're dealing with. Prayer draws you closer to God. In fact, prayer and fasting together is incredible. We'll talk for just a few minutes that I have left. But prayer is what keeps you in that communion, that close connection with God. It gives you a greater connection with God. And fasting disconnects you in a greater capacity from the world. Let me tell you something. I don't have time to teach on it. You can go on our website and find things about prayer and about fasting. But I, and, and prayer, we, we, we kind of, just from a base place, no. There's a lot of, of things about prayer, but the simplicity of it's powerful. It's just you communicating with God and God communicating with you. It's not just you talking to him, you listening to him. And fasting just creates a power in your life, a power that will propel you to victory, a power that will help you overcome those things you haven't been able to overcome. 
Prayer will help you discover what is pulling you back, and fasting will give you the power to break free to do something. So are you saying today that I won't be able to break, three if I, break, break free if I don't fast? I don't know. Yes. <laughs> Why else would fasting be in the scripture as power? You know, there's three things God says every believer should do. Number one is give. God says every believer should give. Number two, he says every believer should pray. And number three, he says every believer should fast. That's what God says. So there's a story in the scripture where there's a, a gentleman who brought his, a man who brought his son to the disciples and, and he had been possessed with the demonic spirit and Jesus was up on the Mount of Transfiguration, is what it's called, and he was up there being transformed and Peter, James, and John are up there with him. The disciples are down and the dad brings him to the disciples and says, can you heal him? Now the disciples have been see, seeing Jesus heal people. They've gone out, laid hands on people. The power of God has been released. They've seen signs, wonders, and miracles, but they could not see a miracle happen in this moment with the father. When they laid hands on, tried to cast the demon out, Jesus comes down from the mountain, sees this commotion, says, what's going on? And the guy says, your disciples, I brought my son to him to pray for him, to release him from the demonic activity, and they could not do it. And so Jesus does. And then the disciples pull Jesus aside, hey, we need a debrief. What is going on? Because we've seen all these things happen. They've happened at our hands. We've, we've seen them have the power of God's been released in those moments. Uh, in our activity, and this we couldn't do anything. And Jesus says this in Mark, uh, in Mark 9. Here's what he says, Mark 9, 29. So he said to them, this kind can come out by nothing. Say by nothing. You look at another translation, it'll say only by prayer and fasting. Is it true then, or is it possible that there's some things in your life that you will not break free from without the power of fasting? I don't know how else you can interpret that scripture. I've looked at a lot of different translations on it, and I keep coming back to the conclusion that the wording, even in the original language, seems to be that there are some things that you might not break free from without fasting. And if that was the case, well, that can't be the case. I mean, I can do that through prayer and through faith. Oh, well, then why was it worded that way? Why is fasting such a big deal to God? Maybe we need to spend more time understanding what that is. Because it seems to me that fasting provides some kind of supernatural power and ability beyond my natural power and ability to help me be able to overcome or break free, break free from some things. There are some things only fasting might achieve. There are some victories only fasting might achieve. There are some problems only fasting might solve. And when you combine fasting and prayer, powerful things will happen that may not happen any other way according to the scripture. And we're talking about fasting, we're talking about, uh, you know, just real quick, we're, we're, we talk primarily about food, and that's why that's the big turnoff, right? I believe the principle is the same, but I believe food is a powerful part of fasting. I, I'm going to encourage everybody, I, just don't do it on a whim, uh, prepare yourself, go to the website, find information, uh, prepare yourself for fasting, and I would, I would ask everybody, find something. Well, I, my work, I need energy, I need protein, I need, I get it, all this, sugar, all that, I get it. But there's something that you like that you can give up. And if it means something to you, it will mean something to God. And some people, it might be a meal, some people, it might be, I like the people that say, well, I'm fasting breakfast. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know you're a breakfast eater. Well, I'm not. Well, that's not a fast. <laughs> I'm fasting vegetables, so what? No, I'm just kidding. There's all kinds. Be wise, but stretch because the power available. 
is worth the effort, the sacrifice. It might just be the thing that helps you break free from what keeps pulling you back. It might be the thing that you spend time these 21 days in prayer, that that thing inside of you is revealed by the Holy Spirit in your time of communion with God. And then that fasting component that you add will give you the courage, the faith, the ability to finally break free from that that keeps pulling you back. See, because what happens when you're fasting and you're sacrificing something for God, and I believe that we should look at food elements, but I also believe social media is good to fast. My goodness. I, can I tell you, two months ago, I got off all social media. I haven't been on it for two months. If you've been trying to find me, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to get back on it. My life has changed. Some of us need to fast social media permanently. Some of us need to fast news. We need to fast negative relationships. Come on, somebody. We need to fast Netflix binges. Come on, somebody. We need to fast. You know what we need to do? We don't just take something away. We replace it with something. If you're fasting breakfast, spend that time you would have been eating breakfast with your open Bible. Spend that time at lunch. Spend that meal. Some of us do partial fasts, meats and sweets, the Daniel fast. That's the popular one. Whatever it is, do something. If it matters to you, it will matter to God. But in that, you're taking that time to draw closer to him. You're not just on a diet. Fasting is not dieting. <laughs> in fact, if you're just fasting to fast without a purpose, then you're just starving. <laughs> right? And so today... We're gonna eat as much as we can <laughs> on Mission Sunday. Spend all your money on food at Mission Sunday because tomorrow we fast. And I wanna encourage you guys. I, I know, prayer and fast. And prayer, I, 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 hope we see the, I hope we see the significance of it. And, and just that video clip right there, I mean, I, that may be a silly illustration to you, but, but I, I, I believe it clearly illustrates what I believe God's speaking to us today. There's something at our core Something spinning, pulling us back every time we, we try and break free. And you've given it all you've got. But something keeps pulling you back. But there's a power available to you. If you'll take the time and prayer to identify what is at your core that you need to eject out of your life. And the fasting part will help give you the power, the faith, the courage, the strength to release that finally and be free to fulfill what God has for you to turn north. And I don't know what that is for you. I know what that, some of that is for me, and I know God's going to show me things I didn't realize, but I believe in these 21 days, it is so important, and we're going to end up the month, as I already described, on the 27th night of worship, the 28th, our time of prayer, and then I believe on our Sunday morning. So you can come to all three. Come to all three and get locked in. But I'm going to close with this scripture, Isaiah 58, 6, these two scriptures. Isaiah 58, 6. Is this not the fast that I have chosen? Listen to Listen to what God says that we're fasting for. To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke, you break the gravitational pull of that thing that's spinning in the center of you to keep pulling you back. Is that not the fast I have chosen for you to give you the power to overcome and break that gravitational pull off your life? Yes. He goes on to say this, verse nine. Just the first part. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry help and he will say, here am I. Because I can't do it on my own. But the good thing is you're not on your own. You're not. And the more you pray and fast, the more you'll realize that. The more you'll draw closer to him and the more you'll become more like him. But I like how it says this in Isaiah 58, 9, in the message paraphrase, the first part. Then you pray. 
then when you pray, God will answer. That's my title, today's message. I want you to know God will answer. God will answer your brokenness with healing and wholeness. Amen. God will answer your chaos with peace. God will answer your bondage with freedom. God will answer the walls that you've built up by tearing them down. God will answer your darkness with light. God will answer your weakness with strength. And God will answer your poverty with blessing. But God will answer. God will answer your gravitational pull with break free, breakthrough, break free and freedom. God will answer. But for you and I, it's going to take some prayer and fasting. But it will be worth it. Because God is a good and faithful God. And you have circled this mountain long enough, says the Lord. It's time to turn north. Every head bowed, every eye closed. My heart, my hope today, even with the movie clip, for us to see that there's something inside of us that keeps pulling us back. But God says, it's time to turn north. You have circled this mountain long enough. I have more for you, says the Lord. I didn't bring you out of your captivity. I didn't go to the, all the trouble by sending my son to die to pay for your sins so you could just wander in the wilderness and circle this mountain over and over again. I have a destiny for you to fulfill, so it's time to turn north. Thanks again for joining us this week. We pray that this message encouraged and inspired you. If you want to find out how you can be a part of Tree of Life, just go to our website, treeoflifechurch.org. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend.